Dirk Chatlin is a Husker sports beat writer for the Omaha World Herald. He talks with Unlimited Sports about reporting on Husker football this year, some of the challenges of reporting on the Huskers, and what it takes to be a good reporter. Dirk Chatlin joins us here from the Omaha World Herald on Unlimited Sports. Reporting on Husker football right now, obviously a lot of ups and downs. What's that kind of been like? You know, it's never boring with Nebraska football, even even in seasons that are sort of ho-hum or that don't come with a lot of anticipation. There's never really a boring stretch. There might be a boring Saturday, like Fordham, where not much happens, but it's it's always unpredictable. I think that's as much as the you know frustration and futility is sort of a theme of Nebraska football right now. So is the unpredictability. There's just uh, it's very hard to to see uh, what's coming on the you know on the next Saturday. And uh, we saw that at, at Oklahoma, Nebraska played really well uh, for for most of that game, and you know was arguably the better team with with uh, the exception of some special teams mistakes. So it always kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah, was that kind of what you were expecting on Saturday against Oklahoma, or did that kind of catch you by surprise, the one-touchdown outcome? Oh, it was definitely surprising. I think that, uh, you know, most people going into that thing were just trying to, on the Nebraska side, now obviously the locker room is different and the coaches are different, but but most fans I think were just hoping that, that it would not end in humiliation. And Nebraska certainly... Uh, certainly you know represented itself very well you know I think I think the Huskers have something to build on you mentioned before how there's just kind of never a dull moment or it's never boring is that just on the field and practice type performance or is that kind of uh, encompassing a lot of the off the field rumors too where there's just always kind of some noise around the program whether it's the NCAA investigation or whatever else you're hearing out there yeah I think that with a with an operation that big has that many people involved that has that generates that much you know enthusiasm it is it is naturally going to you know create i guess interest from the outside and and sometimes you know sometimes it it, it's on the field stuff sometimes it's off the field stuff uh that's been consistent for for decades um it hasn't really changed to be honest i mean as nebraska has has kind of ebbed and flowed uh, the, the, the intrigue has not really changed. So, uh, you know, I, I think some of this is just par for the course when you have an operation this big that people care this much about. With the way the team was performing kind of to start the year, first with the Illinois game, and there was just a lot of negative energy around the program, did you find it kind of hard to ask those tougher questions? Because at the time, if they did start to turn a corner, then you would be looked at as a reporter with a tougher microscope by the fans, I guess you could say with asking like really tough questions or do you think the fans wanted those tough questions asked? Well, I think generally they want tough questions asked probably more so than, than even most reporters realize. Now, now that said, they don't always, they don't always like to see how the sausage is made. If there's a reporter versus coach spat, they will almost always defend uh, the the coach, but at the same time they are, you know they they do want the team and and specifically the coaching staff held to a to a high standard, held to scrutiny, especially when things aren't going well. So, as a reporter, you you do represent the fan base. You do have to ask the questions that they want asked. That's a huge part of your job. You know, if there's a 
if there's a fourth down decision in the fourth quarter that doesn't go well in the postgame press conference, you know, you better you better make darn sure somebody has asked that question because it's what the fans want to know. I think what has changed to some degree is that the reporters are very much under the microscope in how they ask the questions uh, and how they present. You know, it's it's not the same as it was 20 years ago where the only access people had to what happened in that press conference was what came out the next day in the paper or what was on the 92nd, you know, newscast um, sort of illuminating the game. It's it's different now. People have access to, to everything that happens in that press conference. So, so if you ask a question that creates a little bit of a stir – uh, everybody's going to know about that. In fact, they're most of a lot of them are watching it live as it happens. So it, it has created a much bigger spotlight on reporting, and you have to be you have to be very professional and uh, and and very disciplined in how you ask questions in a very public setting. Yeah, I think professional is just a good way to for all those young reporters here at the College of Journalism to kind of look at those situations. Did you ever find it difficult, though, to ask specifically the leadership of the program kind of tough questions, you know, worrying that maybe in the offseason they would be less likely to do interviews? Because, you know, I don't know how much of a grudge any, any of the leadership would hold, but is that ever a worry? It is definitely a consideration. It's, it's something that you have to, you know, take into account. You know, there are there are, can be consequences for, for the questions that you ask and the columns that you write. But I think at the same time, those people often have greater respect for the people who do ask the tough questions. I think that's the sort of the irony is, is if you're able to, to, to sort of uh, create a reputation or, you know, a, yeah, I mean, it's a reputation that, that, that you are a fair-minded uh, but tough reporter who is who's sort of undaunt, undaunted uh, you know, they will, they will often respect that. And, you know, some of the, some of the best relationships that I had with coaches were the, were often people that I asked the hardest questions to. So, um, you know, I think, I think reporters need to, need to take it very seriously, understanding that there may be consequences, but at the same time, uh, you know, the people that they're, that they're asking questions to, I think, uh, probably understand a little bit more, than the reporter thinks sometimes understand where they're coming from and, and the, the need for those types of questions. Yeah. Would you almost say it takes like a certain amount of courage, especially in like a press conference type setting face to face as I'm here talking to you over the phone? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It really does. I mean, it, it does. It takes, and I think it separates, you know, it, it does separate some media members from others, you know, who are the ones that are, you know, that have the, have the stomach for that stuff. It's a, it's a tough job and, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to blend in with the crowd and just kind of move along and, you know, move on to the next game. But, but you really do have a a responsibility to the fan base and your readers to ask the questions and write the, write about the issues that they're talking about. So, you know, I think it's, it's really important that reporters do that. Yeah. And, Speaking of reporters asking tough questions, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Um, did you have any idols to look up to, I guess, idols or uh, role models in terms of sports beat reporting for any um, young journalists out there looking for someone to model their, their craft after? 
You know, I, I, I don't know if there was anybody specific. I mean, there were, there were guys growing up. I, I admired Lee Barfnecht, a uh, former World Herald reporter, and how he asked questions and, and covered covered tough issues. Uh, I obviously, you know, admired Tom Chattel, the World Herald columnist. There were people, you know, in other markets that I would sort of gravitate to on the internet because I liked reading their stuff. But it's, you know, I, I think what you find is that in in almost every market, you know, big market anyway. There are people who do it really well, and there are kind of hacks who do it very poorly. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take long to figure out which category uh, which category a reporter or a columnist fits into. So I think, you know, in just about every college market in America, if there are 20 people at a press conference, there's two or three people who are doing the job very, very well. And there are, you know, maybe five or ten who are doing it poorly. And, you know, hopefully that that first group is, is getting bigger and the second group is getting smaller, but, but I'm not sure that's always the case with, with internet journalism because the trend is that you basically just hold out your tape recorder and transcribe what they say and post it on the internet and you move on to the, to the next day. And, uh, and I think, you know, there's, there needs to be a little bit more thought, a little bit more scrutiny, a little bit more creativity in how we cover, how we cover these beats and, uh, you know, part of it is there's just so much work to do. Reporters are putting out, producing so much, so much content that they're, that they're kind of in a bind, you know, when they're trying to, to write things, they just don't have time. They don't have time to, to distinguish themselves in some cases, but it's, it's kind of a boundary that we, we need to keep trying to get over because what you don't want to have happen is that this basically turns into, uh, an automated press conference where you know uh, robots are, are are posting questions and, and players are players and coaches are are putting out sound bites that are uh, more public relations than they are anything else and and there's really there's really no scrutiny or no no difficult questions and, and sadly i think it's it's kind of trended in that direction over the last 10 or 20 years so the the good young reporters like yourself need to keep fighting that battle and uh and try to you know try to cover the beat with with some teeth yeah so you almost like a quality over quantity approach which is kind of would maybe be a, a good approach for the future maybe huh absolutely you know there, there's such a demand for quantity but the reality is a lot of our readers they're only reading maybe 10 to 20 percent of what we write so it's they're going to gravitate to the quality if it's there that was Dirk Chatlin with the Omaha World Herald, Husker Beat reporter. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Again, that was Dirk Chatlin, Husker Sports Beat reporter for the Omaha World Herald. I liked the part of the interview where Chatlin talks about how much content is demanded of reporters in today's world compared to the actual amount of content that readers will read. I think it's something important to keep in mind as young reporters as we move forward. For Unlimited Sports at the College of Journalism, I'm Aaron Bonderson.